Americans. It looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? You want an abortion? Get one! Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principles and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. I am retarded. Today is a rough day already. Starting off hot, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to <laughs> Be the People Radio. I'm your host, as always, James. And joining me, I have two of our very good friends. It's been long overdue. Judith Rose and Maddie Ray, the UK Patriot. You might know him better as. Uh, these guys have been absolutely all over the place and uh, doing unbelievable work, truly doing God's work. And I love what you guys are doing. Uh, no Alan as of right now. Hopefully, he'll be joining us at some point. But uh, he's in New York, and there's no power. The wind is going pretty crazy. I blame the feds. He blames climate change. <laughs> bear pig. It's it's one of the two. The feds, man, pig. Who knows? Um, but man, it's it's been uh, a long time since we've had Maddie Ray and Judith Rose on the show. Guys, tell us what you've been up to lately. You've been all over the place. I see you all over the internet. You're absolutely crushing this trans agenda. And it's the things that you guys are talking about is it's so necessary for what's going on in today's world. uh, Cause we've gone way far off the cliff of where we should be. And uh, you guys are in the front line. So I love what you're doing. So tell our audience what you've been up to over the past year, year and a half. It's, it's been a, it's been a crazy blur, but yeah, we, we joined Gays Against Rumors. I am the Western Regional Leader, and Jude is the Director of Communications. Love it. We are just doing all we can to end this evil ideology, because this is child abuse. It's crimes against children, and uh, it's absolutely disgusting how far it's gone to the point where they're giving hysterectomies to 12-year-old girls. 
it's it's really scary what they're doing to these poor children, these kids who who have no idea what they want to do when they grow up, who they want to be. They're learning so much about life, about themselves, and they're putting these life-changing, life-altering decisions in front of them for them to make. And nobody wants to stand up and say, hey, uh, you know, this we might want to slow our roll here. This is getting a little ridiculous. And uh, I'm so proud of you guys because uh, I see you all over the place now. And the message that you guys are saying, it, it, it rings so strong and it's and it's amazing. So let me get this straight. You you were uh, a chapter lead or you you helped found Gays Against Groomers? I'm just the Western regional leader. So I'm in charge of all of the West. I help the different regions leaders communicate with each other and plan their, well, their plans of action, what they're going to do next. Um, a lot of them that are starting to look into um, putting in some legislation and it's been working in some states as well. A few states have now shut down the transition of minors, which is beautiful to see. Amazing. Uh, you does all the hard stuff. <laughs> well, you, you have a meeting after the show, am I correct? You got to um, no, out of here. That got moved, but we're okay. Okay, good. But you're still constantly grinding. I, lo- I, I, I love it. Lately, it's it's daily stuff. I put a little bit of work in just about every day, uh, keeping people in touch with each other, responding to like media inquiries, getting reporters in touch with certain members, um, alerting the directors of, of obviously those things. I also write blogs. I just had a post come up today on our blog. Where can they find that? That's going to be gaysagainstgroomers.com slash blog. You'll be able to. Oh, oh, so it's right on their website. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I that's about, blog website. Yeah, so I wrote a piece today about um, what well, was published today about finding common ground among a lot of us who don't always see these issues eye to eye. There's a lot of feelings involved that kind of orbit around the whole trans agenda people get very emotional about it there's a there's the far right who just want to erase trans and gay people period and this is very unrealistic it's not going to happen so i'm trying to come from a place of compassion and say look we have to compromise for the children we have to keep this stuff away from them safeguard them as long as we can keep the education age appropriate keep things neutral keep these ideologies out of school that is the bare minimum we can do but you cannot try and erase you know certain demographics of people i'm 100 percent behind it like my my brother is very gay uh Mm -hmm. and uh we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things we'll just say that Uh, but i'm totally fine with him being a consenting adult and choosing that lifestyle. Like I'll always love him no matter what. He's my brother. It doesn't matter. And, mm-hmm. and, and when you say these, these crazy right, right wingers, you're right. There are some that push it too far and they, they want to eliminate uh, gays. They want to eliminate the transgenders completely, which is an unrealistic I- idea to begin with. And, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, if you're an adult and you choose, and this is what you choose you want to do, what, what I am fighting for is your freedom to choose to do that. That's what we're truly fighting for. If you want to go and do that, go for it. Now, I may not agree with you in all cases, in, 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 in every case, but for the most part, I, as long as you're not pushing on the children, and that's where I draw the line. And, and, and I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to talk to you guys about this. Because when the, the gay marriage was brought to the table by Obama. Everybody likes to say it's Barry, uh, Joey Bag of Donuts now who rehashed it. It's so funny. Barry did it back when he was the president. Um, you know, a lot of these extreme right-wing uh, Christians, they they were very against it, and they were saying it's a slippery slope. That was their whole argument. And I hate to say 
looking back at they were dead on accurate and it is a slippery slope and and i'll tell you right now it happened a lot faster than i thought it would like way yes. faster. like we went from gay marriages to you have to bake a cake to all of a sudden drag sweet queen story hour to strip shows with little kids and, and, and it's and it's way gone past the cliff so yeah you say the idea that they they want to get rid of it. I don't agree with them on that at all. Like I, I'm I'm ad, ad, completely against that idea of eliminate. Like they want to murder gay people. Like this is crazy. Like this is insane. You guys should shut the fuck up and and let people live their life how they want to live. But at the That's end of the day, fun. at the end of the day, they were a hundred percent right on that slippery slope. Now, what do you say to those people that are now really vindicated for what they were saying? You know, 10, 15 years ago now. Well, they were spot on, but it's just really unfortunate because the the far left completely despise us for speaking the truth and trying well, to protect yeah. children. And then the far right conservatives, they agree with us on a lot of these talking points. So it's a shame that they can't just understand the common ground that is we need to fight for the voiceless because they can't do it for themselves. So yeah. whether you, you know, Everyone's going to have a different opinion no matter what. You're never going to agree on everything. So if they could just see past that, they might not approve of maybe the gay lifestyle or, or the trans lifestyle. However, you should be able to find that common ground with the fight. And it, it is a known fact that the trans people are very important in this fight because, you know, a lot of the left wingers like to say, well, if you're not trans or you're not gay, you can't speak on these topics. So yeah. it's really important to get that perspective as well. Yeah. I mean, I... I was really you, you. You've followed me, and I followed you for a long time. You know that I was. Way well, back, my friend. Go way back. The OG yeah. account. Uh, Matt I, wasn't even going to come out. I was doxxed, and then it got. To, and then I, after I was doxxed, it it came out. But I just went back to doing what I was doing. And then when I saw this stuff, I was like, I, I've got a lot of anxiety and things, but this is above us. This is. Well, this is beyond anything. Yes. And I was just, like, I have to use my voice because I'm in the position I can. I have chills right now. That's I, I seriously, I, I I'm proud to call you guys friends. I'm proud that you guys are putting up this fight because we need people like you on the front lines that even though you're anxious, even though that you're scared, even though you didn't want to come out, because I did want to get into that with you because we haven't talked on, on air uh, about that whole situation. And I remember when it happened and, and you got so much support, at least from, from our and many people in the community uh, backing you. And I'm sure you got tons of hate and, and, and attacks as well. Um, but I saw nothing but love, man. I, I know a lot of people in this community that have supported you before. Like I would have never known if you didn't say anything. I really, I had no, no clue. Um, you, you, you were always just a, a genuine human being and that's what mattered to me. Uh, none of, none of that, none of that other garbage really, really matters. If you, if you treat me with respect, I'm going to treat you with respect regardless of your decisions. Now, it was a huge eye opener for me as well, because Obviously, being in the truth community, I knew about the Hollywood trans. I found, well, I found about the Hollywood trans agenda, and I would expose it. And so, when I was doxxed, I was worried that because people know about that agenda, they would assume. And I was completely wrong because I've said this in an interview recently as well. And these leftists preach love and acceptance, but I've had nothing but hate from them, and I have had so much love from conservatives like it actually moves me like i've been in tears before because of how touched i am by how wonderful they have been yeah. to me and accepting of me and and like you know like you do get the old people you get the the self-righteous christians or yep. you get the really rad feminists and they do exist and they're oh, the rallies 
yeah, yeah the really rad fans, those people we're never going to get through to. But it doesn't matter because for every hate comment, there is an army of parents and just genuine people who are so thankful that this work is being done because yeah. it's such important work. And uh, it, it, it comes with a lot of backlash. I mean, sure some does. of the stuff said to me and I've seen them say to my wife and things that is horrific. Oh, I, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's really Go ahead, Jude. Well, I was just going to say, that's why I wrote that piece that I, that I did. And um, it's very telling the people who decide to chime in on, on this, like, I, I write from the heart about how we need to come together for this cause and still get these comments from people nitpicking at like the smallest things because they have, you know, their own feelings about it and they're just missing the point entirely. And it's very unfortunate, you know, but there's, there's a lot more support than anything like Matt says, which is great. But regardless, you know, it's, it's kind of a controversial group because we're attacked by the media constantly. People have all these perceptions mm -hmm. about, you know, who we are individually, but it's like, as a whole, we are doing our best to work together yeah. like on this cause for the kids. Mm -hmm. Like it, we might, you know what I mean? Like, in the Listen. team, I'm like, we respect your religious beliefs. We don't want to push this on your kids. We are trying to get it out. And only gay people can do that because gay people are doing it in the first place. Well, it's not that only gay – the way the left wants you to think, it's they think only gay people can speak out. And, and I agree. It makes, it makes a huge impact. Like I, I constantly say to our audience, as much as we hate that people idolize celebrities and they idolize these famous people – Sometimes the message has to come from them for it to actually hit the people that need to hear it. And, yeah. it, and it goes the same same way in the trans movement and uh, with people like th with the argument about black people. They say, oh, white people can't talk about black people because they're not black about oppression, this, that and the other. You know, it goes on and on. They, this is why they use vic people of victim status that they can claim. Because then you cannot attack them. You cannot say anything. They're very good at using this. They've been doing this for a very, very long time. And we need people like you to, to step out to the forefront. Now, I got to ask, because you said you didn't want to come out. And I watched that whole situation play out. And I felt for you. I reached out to you when it happened. I was, I was praying for you big time. Because I, I, I couldn't imagine what you were going through. The emotions, just the stress, the anxiety. I, I really couldn't. And I don't wish that on anybody. That's terrible what happened to you. Do you think now, though, if that didn't happen in your life, if that event, that negative event didn't happen, do you think you'd be speaking as loudly as you are right now? Or do you think that you'd still be a little intimidated no. to open your mouth? You're I don't know because of how hard it was, but honestly, I, I always think about something that Bobby Sausalito said to me. When I was doxxed, he, he DM'd him. me. Well, I love him too. And when I've been on, uh, when I was doing that podcast with that guy, we had Bobby on as a guest. And the guy used to over talk me, so I never got to speak right all the time. And Bobby messaged me and he said, Listen, I know you're going through a lot, a lot right now, but. I just want you to know that when I did that podcast, even though you barely said anything, I thought you shone so bright and I know you feel really down, but I promise you, this is actually going to be the making of you. This is going to end up being a blessing because you have no secrets anymore and now you can use it. And like, I was listening to him, but I was so upset at the time that I didn't understand it, but now I do. If I hadn't have been doxxed, but by trying to destroy me, he put me 
in the place I needed to be. Exactly. Like, do I actually feel for him now? I feel gratitude because he tried to ruin me and instead he gave me the courage to be who I am for the reasons I need to be. I, 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 that's why I, I had to know and I had to ask the question because I saw the emotion. Like I, I watched your tear felt message. Like it broke my heart, dude. Uh, I felt for you so bad. And you as well, Jude, because you were right there with him the whole time. I don't and, think uh, we were physically together at that time. I, I had to just like, I, I had to watch him through the phone and that was hard too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you were there there emotionally with him and you were you were there. So I, uh, I, remember, I remember how it was because I was talking to Jude about it. I was getting really stressed. like, And it was causing us to argue because where I was so emotional, I was just dismissing everything. And mm -hmm. uh, I got to the point where I was like, I can't let this get in between my relationship or anything. Like I'm just taking out my upset on things I shouldn't. And I was like, right. I'm going to make a video, but I couldn't bring myself to make a video. I just couldn't bring myself to press record. So in the end, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go live because I can't stop it that way. And like, I, I was in such a bad place. My friend Aaron was sat next to me and he was, it was, it was I so was bad. Too, man. I, I, I really was, uh, you know, but I, I, I think God works in amazing ways. He really does. And I truly believe that, God put you through those tribulations and those trials to get you ready for this time now, because what's going on right now is some of the most evil, disgusting mm -hmm. things that is ever going on. And like I said earlier, if you're a consenting adult and you want to go and partake in the, these, this lifestyle or you want to be a part of this, like, go for it. I don't care. I'm fighting for you to have that freedom to choose to do so. Right. But if you want to force it on children, that's where we need to draw the line. Mm -hmm. And nobody is. Very few people are. And when I see the both of you stepping up in front of uh, town councils and giving speeches and, and, and speaking how far you guys have gone, like, Jude, I don't even know if you're still working at the dispensary, but when uh -huh. I, la last I spoke to you, you were still at the dispensary. And no, because I had just, I had quit before I went viral. I was working for a vendor probably. Yeah. Like yeah, you were working for, you were still working was in, in the cannabis industry oh, at some yeah. capacity because at some capacity. And I'm actually uh, writing for a cannabis um, a CEO right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I have um, some articles that come out on greenbeltstrategies.com. Oh, you have to send. We'll have to put that link in there as well. We're we're very it's cannabis friendly on this show. It's in my portfolio. If you go to my link tree, which is in my social media, um, I have some examples of things I've written. I'll put the link of your link tree. But you're like us, Jude. Where I search you and I cannot find you anywhere. Uh, you're very <laughs> difficult to find, just like we are. That's why we just created a new account because no one can find us. No one sees our stuff. Less than a hundred people see my stories. It's an absolute disaster and i'm sure you guys are going through similar right now because again like i said you guys are everywhere like every day i see someone else posting you guys in my feed i don't even see you guys in my feed like your actual accounts i you see you guys through other people's feeds because you're constantly on shows you're you're out in the public speaking on it you're you're talking to people constantly and matt i gotta say the one interview that really stood out to me is uh, I forget who you were doing the interview with, but you were talking about the effects of your transition and, and what you wish you knew. Patriarchy, Lindsay. We were Lin Lin I love Lindsay. She's one yeah. of our yeah. one of our favorites as well. Lindsay's a good friend of ours. Um, yeah, I think that's exactly where you were talking about it. And uh, what you said was was so on point. And I, I, I don't know if you want to rehash it for our our, mm -hmm. our audience, but I think it's so important that. 
when you said you got we are the experiments it i i couldn't have said it any better uh because they really don't know what they're doing to these to, to even adults let alone the children that they're stopping the puberty blockers uh they're stopping puberty for these children like i saw a video the other day this this father had his three-year-old daughter son transition into a, a girl at three years old and now the kid's nine and he's like yeah my kid's never gonna have puberty ever he plays sports and he should be able to play with the women because he's never going through puberty. I'm like, you should be in jail, sir, for child abuse. I don't understand how people don't hear themselves and how like how insane it sounds. Cause like if your kids said they were a tree, would you go plant them in the backyard? Like I, I don't I don't understand. I use the example of stepbrothers. You remember at the end of stepbrothers? He's like, Yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a dinosaur. I wish I kept being a dinosaur. Like Every kid wants to be the craziest thing in the world, especially at three years old. Like, I don't even remember being three, let alone what I wanted to be at three. Well, you're so vulnerable and easily influenced and you want to join whatever looks fun and popular. And mm -hmm. this movement has become this glittery, trendy, like this is how we have fun. This is how we become special. This is be how you become part of a protected group. Like it's it's this it's very like attractive to kids who don't fully understand what all this stuff really means. Mm -hmm. And it's the cool thing to do now. Right. Uh, you know, back, back back in our general, you're probably only actually you guys are much younger than me. Probably a good five seven years younger than I am. I'm an old man. How old uh, are you? I'm thirty four. We're 31, oh, almost 32. You remember being uh, a kid growing up, uh, up in our generation, and not to say it was right, but at the time, you got bullied for being a gay kid or bullied for being the effeminate kid. Like, that was what happened, and now yeah. – things have completely shifted where it's the cool thing. Like if you're the boy wearing high heels in class, like you're the cool kid, you're the popular kid and it's gone. Oh, right. So inspirational. Yeah. Stunning and brave. <laughs> no, uh, when I thought I was gay in high school, I cried and I refused to date women. It, it, but that's how it was like it, 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 most, most people, like my brother stayed in the closet until I want to say three years ago. Yeah. Cause it was like, it was not accepted. It was not okay. And mm -hmm. now it's 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 totally different. And I'm not saying that bullying people was the right no. right way to go, mm -mm. but at the same time, you could see how drastically things have changed so quickly, and, and how it's affecting our children. Mm -hmm. um, I've actually had a parent comment on my videos, very concerned because their child came home crying because they were bullied because they were cis. What? The child was nine. Because because they're not they're not gay they're not trans yeah. no pronouns they're just normal and because of that because they they're at their leave. default setting they're not cool anymore. I love how you say it their default setting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like upside down world like how did we get this far like I, it definitely started with the in my opinion um, with the legalization of, of gay marriage. And, and I, I agree that people should be able to love who they love, but right. I, I, I kind of, it opened the door. It seems. Yeah. It opened the door. Definitely. But I, I struggle with the idea of marriage and religion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, yeah. like when you're, when you're making, when you're, when you're uh, saying your vows, like you're saying your vows before God and uh, it, it it's, 
God intended for men and women to be together to procreate. Like that was the whole reason why he created men and women, just so we can procreate and have children. I, I'm not you could argue that marriage is like a tool for families to like recover financially or like yes. build a stronger empire. There was always like a purpose to it. Yeah. Yes. And and I I think the government should be out of marriage completely. I think they should there, there's no place for the government. That's the whole reason I'll never get married because I don't want to get the government involved in my life at all. Um, you know, and and people are like, oh, well, you get married for, you know, financial reasons because of taxes, this, that, and the other. Well, I think we should get rid of taxes. So it should be a non-issue anyway, you know. Um, but yeah. it's it's it, it is a it is a tough thing for me who who I'm a very strong, I have a strong belief in God, especially over the past couple of years. I've really found my faith in God and, and in Jesus Christ. It took me a long, long time. I really struggled with it. A long time. Yeah, I've, I've watched your journey, Judy. Your, your journey has been amazing uh, as well. Very similar to mine. Yeah, I thank you. I think I, I think I had to I had to like catch up with myself, and especially to like publicly admit it as well as like, look, I love Jesus now. Jesus Christ is my savior now, and mm-hmm. to say that publicly is sometimes that can be tough, especially someone who used to kind of like dabble in witchcraft and you know was like leaning into all these sort of darker things or more progressive things and you know i've i've considered myself a recovering progressive democrat for the last couple of years now but you have one you of know. the cool stories on the internet like you have one of the most public stories on the internet as far as turning from a, a liberal democrat uh orange man bad to one of the strongest fighting patriots in the movement um it's been well I, really, I really sat down and like went over my feelings on on christianity and my own personal journey and i had an experience where i felt like he came into my life and told me what was going to happen and it happened and i had to really start taking things seriously and um i got this for christmas one year wow that's beautiful actually that is a beautiful bible i I love that with the roses around it that is a beautiful bible you can color in it. I got them out with a yeah, brown I've got one. one in brown. You should yeah. get one. It's called creative. Oh, that's yeah. Wait, so you can like add to it? Yeah, look, you can, it's got loads of buttons. You can what color what version is that if you don't mind me asking? KJV. Love it. Love it. Yes. So it just, it, it's weird because I've, I have had this whole journey with my spirituality and religion and everything. And, and I was baptized Episcopalian and I walked away you from that. Know? What's that? Recently, when I was a baby. Oh, uh, I thought you. I thought you went and got re- baptized like recently. No, uh, no, we are. We're definitely considering it. But um, I, you know, I walked away from that to like discover other things. And my mom didn't push back on it because she didn't want me to get like you know feel boxed in or discouraged or anything. Or and, revolt you know, like most teenagers. Yeah, yeah. So I had to kind of find my way back, but I've had some really strange, like kind of unexplainable experiences where I've like physically seen demons in people and like I know things I can't explain and I've been told things I can't explain. And, and Matt and I bonded over our faith in God as well. And a lot of strange things have happened with us just since then. And it's, and first, it's, it's almost like one day I opened the Bible and I could read a new, a new language. That was the feeling. And it was like, it suddenly I just, it just, everything clicked and it actually brought me peace. And I finally understood it. And I was like, wow, like it was 
it's been right in front of your face the whole time. Yeah, like, and it's just about that personal relationship. You can't let other people ruin it for you. And I think yep. that was a big factor for me for a long time. You and me both there. I was, I was very, I struggled hard because I'm just like you. I'm very, I'm, I'm my, myself 100% of the time. I'm never going to pretend to be somebody I'm not. And uh, I'm rough around the edges. I like to curse. I like to have fun and, and smoke weed. And you know, a lot of a lot of hardcore Christian people will be like, "Oh, you, you know, that's not a, a a way to walk with God. The way you talk, the way you smoke weed, or, or or party, or have fun with your friend, like that's not okay." I'm like, "Well, did God not create me in His image? Then this is what He created. Now, am I am, can I can I improve myself and be a better person? Absolutely, everybody can. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to change who I am for anything for, for anybody, because this is how I was created. And uh, I had a really hard time with that. Just like you, it was something that I struggled with. And uh, I went to Catholic school and that, <laughs> that screwed me big time. Uh, and, it, and, and I think that what you said, it's, it's about your personal relationship with God. I, I that's what I, I, I couldn't figure out. I thought you had to go to a priest, had to go through religion to have a relationship with God rather than going directly to the source uh, and having your own personal relationship. And I, I love, I love that about your story because I'm very similar and I've been going down these rabbit holes for a very long time, aware of the evil that they've been involved in. And I still didn't believe in God. I did. I just thought they were doing, you know, like a cult, like kind of thing. I didn't think they actually truly believed in Satan until I realized they actually truly believe in Satan and they have information and access to information that we do not have. And if, these people choose this. There has to be a good side of, of that. Like there's no good, there's no evil without good. So if they're, mm -hmm. if they believe in Satan, there's definitely a God. 100%. Well, God, I think people forget that God created the devil. Yep. Without a it's, doubt. It's kind of the, the circle of life, if you will, you can't really have one without the other. And he, he fell and he became the balance, you know, it's just, and so now they have this agreement where like, he's, he's put in in time out for a thousand years at a time and then he's loosened and then you know it's just this sort of like balance of seeing where people well what they decide because we're given a personal freedom to choose yep. light or dark yes and we go from dark to light and, and we're con nice. and we're constantly tempted by the dark side constantly mm -hmm. uh, this is the devil's playground earth um, you know, this is his realm and constantly tempted, especially look at what's going on around us. It's everywhere in the, in the media. You can't even get, a, get, get, watch a show. Like I was watching last of us, uh, with my girlfriend and cause I loved the video game and it was like, Oh, cool. A zombie show. This should be fun. You can't even get through a zombie show without the, the, this nonsense shoved down your throat. It's 24 seven. It's nonstop. I thought The Last of Us was kind of an exception because those stories are like canon, and I thought they did yeah. it well. Bill, Bill is gay in the game, but that's actually yeah, part of the game. it's it's canon. Said it in the game though. Well, like, you can like you can definitely find some really strong clues, and I think I'll there's replay it to, the way they did it. I thought was a little more tasteful than some other things that are just blatantly like inserted. But this was like. <laughs> Part of the story yeah it, it was um anything they gave bill a nicer ending because yeah. in the game uh he finds his partner hanging and his partner killed himself because he hated him yeah. so it actually made it nice that bill actually got that comfort it, and like yeah. I, it wasn't, like it wasn't really a woke 
a woke thing either because Bill's a conservative and he's open about it. Yeah. And he was like, ex- yeah, he was he a pre- was very manly he was, gay. He you could tell he was super, super closeted. And, and then in his brain, he's like, shit, it's the end of the world. Who's going to know? You know? Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're you're right. All I, this I, There's nobody else. I, I, you, you know, companionship. I think I'm I'm a little jaded from being you know watching all these shows and everything. Like if it if it happened every once in a while, a show had a storyline like that, I'm fine with it. But but it's literally every show, kids shows, kids cartoons. You go on YouTube, it's literally transgender this, gender queer this, constantly attacks on the children, and like it's gotten too much. And and maybe that's why I feel that way about Last of Us because no, 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 I get it. It's everywhere, and like it does get really annoying. We just felt. (laughs) I I think I just uh, we we just felt like it was more uh, one of the more tasteful stories. That is, is, it's an adult show, it's a zombie apocalypse show. There's a lot of reasons why this might happen if no one else is around. And it is what it is, but I agree with you. There's totally an agenda in that a lot of 100%. shows and especially kids shows, oh, but this sick. isn't really a kid show. Do you know what no, I mean? No, it's not. It's an adult show, but I, I think it's just, I'm sick and tired of every, like even my, my mother, mother my, my, brother, my, like I said, my brother's gay. And even my mother said, James, why is every single show there's a trans or a gay person in every okay. single show? Like yeah. it's, it's so, it's so over the top and so right. unnecessary. And I'm fine with those storylines where they fit. And and if if we weren't getting bombarded twenty four seven, I probably would have been more open to that storyline. But yeah. because it's like every single thing, I'm like, yo, we can't even have a zombie show without <laughs> it being shoved in our faces. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's very difficult. And you're right, it, it isn't a kids show. But and the issue that we really have and what you do. Uh, with gays for groom, great gays for gays oh against God, no. definitely not against definitely no. not gays against groomers. Um, is to stop stop the attacks on our children. Yes, and that's what we're really here for. Because at the well, end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do as a consenting adult. No, for sure, and that's what we're trying to get across to people is that this is our middle ground. Like you can't stop what adults are going to do, <laughs> but you can at least make things safer for kids. And then there's the whole trying to explain to the left why this is dangerous in the first place, how it influences kids, how it uh, you know inserts this idea that being sexual for validation and acceptance is okay at any age. It's not. It can teach you some really low self-esteem, get you in trouble. I, I, I just, it's weird that we have to explain this, but it seems we do. No, we definitely do. It's sad that we have to explain this and, and uh, really unfortunate because, you know, again, if you want to do this as an adult, that's totally fine. You have free will. You can do whatever you want. But when you start bothering children, not, not bothering, but bringing this on children and almost forcing it, in my opinion, on children, like you see some of these drag queen story hours or these girls, these these transgender women are half literally half naked wearing pasties and they're they're in thongs dancing around with little three, four, five year old Susie. Like, what what are we doing here? There's a major problem. Yeah. And and there's actually there's there's so many things happening right now. One of the stories I referenced in the piece that that just went up on the blog is there is a fifth grade teacher in New York who is being sued by parents because she pushed an identity on a little girl who then became suicidal because it was like so it was yeah. getting so in her head and she was so she, confused. She drew a picture of a little girl and wrote, "I want to kill myself." She forced her to go by the name of Leo at school. What what is wrong with people? Like, 
I remember being like a preteen and a teenager. Like I, I remember that stage in my life, and it was a very difficult stage. It's like, hard enough, you know, right? Just trying to navigate as a as a regular human being. I know. It, it was it's so hard, hard enough as it is without all this, and then you've got teachers being like, "Look, this is how you do this. This is what this stuff is," and kids are like, "Whoa, that's what do you what? Like now I have all this stuff to think about on top of everything else. Like, and it's driving, and these kids are like 10, 11 years old. You're driving." them to the edge like how dare you i don't care if it's straight sex like no. I, I don't care i don't care no. like kids need to be kids they need to go and yeah. do like play in the dirt play play gi joes and barbies and 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 do kids things like i have a sister like when i was a little kid three four five years old i had gi joes she had barbies we were playing together you know no. what i'm saying like this is what i don't I was, understand is that these movements are starting to like reinforce gender stereotypes yes and i don't understand i thought we were past that like I thought, it's it's okay for girls to play with GI Joes and boys to play with Barbies. They're just being kids. Like, let them try on their mom's clothes. Who cares? Like in the privacy of their own home, who cares? They're trying to figure it out. They're exploring. They're playing dress up. They're imagining things. And then you have tomboys, like girls who dress a little more masculine. It doesn't mean they're not women. It doesn't mean you should harass them, saying, "Oh, I guess you must be a boy. Why haven't you transitioned yet?" Like. There's no right or wrong way to be a boy or a girl. I don't understand that anymore. No, it's it's total upside down world, and and I feel for these kids because they they are leaning on their parental figures, their teachers, people that they think that they can trust. Uh, yeah. to, for, these adults are failing. I'm sorry. These adults are failing. Big time. Big, big time. They're they're and, and and it's not just it's not just the parents of the children and the teachers of these children. It's the parents that are in the area that are just allowing this to happen. Like I, I see the videos of like the, the women allowing these, these girls in these transgender uh, story hour dance offs. Now that they're having, they're now like full on runway shows instead of just story hour, which is insane. But you see the guys just sitting in the background, just sipping their beer. Like it's, it's totally fine. No one speaks up. No one says, a thing like hey maybe like we should get the kids out of here like maybe they shouldn't be a, a, around this like i listen i i'm all for smoking weed i'm all for legalization of smoking weed i'm all for it but i'm not for children smoking weed like no. I, I don't like i don't want kids around me smoking weed they, they have no business being around there i love you know, I I don't really love anymore, but I I used to when I was younger. I used to go to strip clubs. Used to love going to strip clubs. <laughs> Loved it. You know, when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, going to strip clubs. It was a blast. Legal adult, you know. I would not want a children a child going to a strip club. Yeah. I I used to work for a company, Power Home Remodeling was the company. I was a sales rep for them, and I was I've been I haven't worked for them in you know almost seven years. But uh, a buddy of mine that works there sent me a video of their Tuesday morning meeting that they had. And there was a bunch of transgender women dancing on all of the employees, what? like in, 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 in like stripper outfits, like they would be just dancing on all of the employees. And everybody just sat there and was like, yeah, this, is, this yeah. is totally fine. This is totally fine. And I was like, wait a second, wait a second. Like, Imagine someone brought in strippers to the office and, 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 and the reaction that we would have gotten. Why is one thing okay and the other thing not? I think they both shouldn't be okay. Like, right. neither is okay in the workplace, but this is how normal that they're making it. Yeah. 
That kind of blows my mind a little bit. I saw something crazy yesterday. Another one of these supposedly family-friendly drag shows, but the people hosting it were called the House of Whores. Oh, the House of Whores, yeah. (laughs) I was like... Pasties well, all over yeah, the song. Yeah, really go. Yeah, you can't, you can't really. Horse, horse hosting babies. It's just like, no. It's, not, it's not wrong in every sense of the word. Even if it was real biological women, it, it, it has no place around children. None. There's a reason why you don't bring pornographic material around children. There's a reason why you put blocks on the internet on those sites at your house if you have kids that are using the, and there's a reason you do these things like right. it's, this is not done all willy-nilly like oh no you know what you can't see this just because like just because you can't see that's not that's not why parents do these things like mm-hmm. our children are very impressionable our children's yeah. minds the, the way they're that sponges. they work huh? i'm sorry they're, they're sponges. sponges they absorb everything absolutely and and they, they like, I, I don't know about you guys when I was a kid and I looked at the adults and I was like, man, they got all their shit together. Like they know what to do. They know, they know how to live life. And as I become an adult and I look around, I'm like, man, everybody just ran around just grabbing by the seats of their pants, just like holding on, figuring it the fuck out. They have no clue. Day by day. We're just winging it. Exactly. But and, it's and so that's, that's how you know that a lot of these parents are just sort of like overgrown, confused kids. Like, Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to like give these kids a childhood they didn't have or something. They're trying to prove themselves that they're cool, yeah. that they're they're progressive, they're accepting. They're trying to, yeah, they're trying it's... to be like, look, look at me. I'm so I'm so with the times. I'm just enabling all this stuff. And it's it's so hard to make these parents sometimes understand why, like, even a drag queen that doesn't like act inherently sexual, why that's confusing for a child. But it's it's like what happened to storybook characters and princesses and puppets and, and and you know all these other methods of teaching children mm-hmm. kindness and acceptance why do you need a drag queen to yeah. teach your children but then well, you have the sad side of it as well okay you have the parents who aren't trying to be progressive but are being gaslit and yeah. being told would you rather have a trans child or a dead child that's right. now that's completely disgusting because you're more likely to commit suicide if you go through these surgeries and you have permanent damage complications complications regret and you're going to resent your parents for it as well. I mean, uh, I've had some crazy health conditions, and I'm 31, nearly 32. Can I can I ask how old you were when you started your transition? Yeah, so socially, I started identifying it in 2009, but I didn't go for any medicalization until I was 26 years old. And you're still had so only only five seven, five seven years ago, uh, you started going through actual surgical transitions and. Yeah. And it's only recently now, now I'm nearing towards the, you know, the, the seven and a half, eight year mark that I've started having really bad health conditions. But I, I mean, I get terrible heart palpitations. I've got permanent nerve damage in my chest from my top surgery. My wife can't even cover me in bed or it sets my whole body spasming. Um, I I get any any illness that goes around, I catch it immediately. Yeah, his I, immune system's really bad. I go through phases of just vomiting. I still get horrible menopause symptoms, um, it, and and they're doing this to little kids, and like it, it actually drives me crazy when I think about it. But but 
Like, I have a lot of regret. I've, I've said in interviews publicly now that if I knew better, I wouldn't have even done it. I would have learned a different way to deal with my dysphoria because gender dysphoria is a mental illness. If you feel like you are in the wrong body, that is a mental thing. It's a feeling. It's like having body dysmorphia. There's something about you you don't like. You have and no reference. I don't get why people like what? have... You never lived in a different body. Exactly. So you don't even you don't even really know what it is because you haven't been that gender. So it is a mental thing. And I don't get why these leftists are so triggered by that because there are much worse mental illnesses out there than thinking you're in the yeah. wrong body. There are people who go through some really awful stuff and it, just embrace it as part of what you are. Like it, It's really not that big a deal, but they're so adamant to say, no, it's not, you're abusive, you're homophobic, you're transphobic. No, it, it's just, it is what it is. It's a feeling, which means, what is it? It's mental. That's why you have to get a psychiatrist to like sign off on all this stuff. But here's the problem, Usually, because the psychiatrists and the therapists the are now being, it's not like it used to be where they ask you genuine questions. Now they're being paid to give an affirm affirmative approach or they're just doing it because they think it's cool they're like oh yeah I'll just come in and have a quick 30 minute appointment with me and i'll sign off for you to get surgery and that, that is happening that's so disgusting that's so <laughs> crazy and, and and you made this decision as at 20 like 26 you're you're able to make logical rational decisions and i'm sure this is not something if you waited that long that you took very lightly i'm sure you put a lot of thought into making that decision and it, it wasn't a rest. Like I felt the way I did from a very, very young age. And now I just have questions because I wonder, was part of it internalized homophobia? Because when I was in school, it was still taboo to be gay. I remember this girl came out in my year and she got bullied relentlessly for being gay. And the biggest bully up biggest lesbian I met. Do you know what I mean? Like it was it was a really hard thing to be gay. And I remember my mum would my mom and my dad were amazing to me when I think about it. But when I was younger, I thought they were really mean for not affirming me, but they were just looking out for me because of these kind of things that are happening, you know? And I remember my mom sat me down when I was about, it was a couple of times, but the first time I was around 14 when she had this talk with me and, and she said, hey, you could be a lesbian. You might just be a tomboy. And at the time, the thought of being a lesbian, because it was so taboo, even then, you know, Seven. And that's not that long ago when you think about the grand scale of things, how, yeah. how, how quick it's become accepted. But I remember just hearing the word lesbian was so offensive to me. And I wonder if, if times were more like they were now, but there wasn't this agenda of you have to be trans, you have to be trans, whether I would have just been happy being a butch lesbian. And honestly, like uh, you, you saw the interview I did with Patriot Barbie, like I, I nearly broke down crying when she asked me that question because that was the first time I finally admitted it to myself that yes, I wish I would have saved a girl. And the, the, it's so crazy to me because you you feel this way after waiting a very long time to make those life altering decisions, and they're now encouraging children, not just pushing it, encouraging them. They're like, "Hey, you should do this." The teachers, the parents, the psychologists, the the big pharma they're 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 all encouraging this on young kids like we're seeing younger and younger kids transition and get on get on hormones not like hey i want to wear a wig and pretend to be a girl until i'm old enough to make that decision but actual like hormones and, and stopping their puberty and puberty blockers to these children and it's encouraged and yeah. you're having these issues so we we don't even know the effects that these young children are going to have when they become teenagers when they become young adults or even adults because 
what you're going through is it, it sounds miserable. Honestly, I, I, I pray for you. It, it does sound very painful. It sounds like it's, it's very difficult. You, you, you can't live the life that you want to live because of the decisions that, that you made as a, as a younger person. But at the same, at the same time, you were an adult and made that decision. These kids don't even have a choice. Exactly. These kids have no choice. And, and how I'm, many dealing with it. I'm, I'm dealing with all this, this pain and stuff, uh, and uh, I've got these health conditions. But the way that I live with it is by knowing that God let me witness this for a reason because it amplifies my voice. Big time. And, I, and even though I regret, I, I can't change what I've done, I will fight till my last breath to save children. But you're you're using it you're using it in in this battle because this is what it is it's a battle this is a battle versus good good versus evil one hundred percent it doesn't get any more good versus evil than a battle like this when we're dealing with the children and I I said it in the beginning of the episode God works in amazing amazing ways because I, I I truly think that you guys are doing some of the best work in this movement uh, that I've seen I, and there's not many people that are fighting like you two are fighting uh, for the children and, and in this movement there are there are a few but not many and you guys I think are at the forefront on the front lines of this battle and, and your voice is is reaching so far you may not be seeing seeing the results on your own social media because I know how that goes but I see you guys literally everywhere it's so awesome to see and I'm so thankful that you guys are doing what you're doing because I uh, I see statistics now. You might be able to tell me better than than than, than I know, um, but a lot of people that go through this transition, they have regrets like you do. A lot of people are having these regrets, be, not not just because of the uh, the physical aspects that you're going through, like the health the health issues, but mentally as well. They 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 yeah. matured in a, in a way where they they think differently. They're like, man, I I should have just stayed the same, and I'd still be able to have the life that I have right now. I just wouldn't have the the medical issues. Um, do you think that's going to happen to a, a lot of children going down the road? Yeah, I, I really do. I mean, we're already seeing this. Uh, we're already starting to see the consequences of this evil now. But you wait. The floodgates are open five years' time. Yeah, I definitely give it five years. Five, within five years' time, it, the floodgates are going to be so... It's going to be so bad that all of these surgeons, therapists, and that have pushed it are going to want to hide themselves because they're going to be held accountable. I mean, imagine being a parent who was gaslit into letting your child do this, and then your child turns around to you in five years' time and says, I hate you for letting me do this. Yeah, instead of being a, a, a smart adult, a smart parent like your parents were, and and hey, listen, if you want to wait until you're an adult and that's what you want to do, like my dad did with with tattoos. Like I love tattoos. I wanted a tattoo since I was a little kid. He would not let me get it. All of my friends got tattoos. He would not let me get one. Or even even with with Adderall. Like I knew I had ADHD, and I I was like I need I need to go get tested for this. No, you're not going. Like these are the type of protections that your parents are supposed to be there for, and then. The fail safes are supposed to be the doctors. Like your parents lean on the doctors for advice because they're supposed to know better. And now these doctors are saying, hey, they're like you said, gaslighting the parents. Like, hey, this is a good idea. Let's let's do this to your kid. And your your parents are like, oh, well, the doctor says it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that, if you trace the Pritzker name, the Pritzker family, I think okay. Luke did a piece on this. There's a ton of funding for all of these organizations, especially geared towards kids, coming from these the Pritzkers, specifically. 
There's a whole rabbit hole back to like who's actually funding this and making it happen and pushing the doctors to enable this or else, you know, a lot like in COVID in the beginning. It's like, do you want to lose your job or do you want a permanent medical patient? And where I've never heard of the Pritzkers. Can you can you elaborate on on who they are and what they're involved in besides this? It's it's mostly big pharma when you look into it, to be honest. They are a huge name behind the medical industry. So that, that, yeah. that makes sense. Just just like this uh, this whole jab agenda, there's a lot of money in these surgeries. There's a lot of money on these hormones because uh, I'm sure once you're on them, you 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 have to stay on them. You know, kind of ill when you get off I, the mat. I haven't them. taken them for must be about five months now, isn't it? Yeah. Around five months now, I stopped taking testosterone. My health is actually worsened since I came off it because now my body is so crazy where I was on it for so long that my heart palpitations worsened. There have been times where I've turned to Jude and been like, babe, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. And I'm, I'm going to continue to pray for you guys because that is that is terrifying. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine living under those conditions. And, and I'm very thankful that you're using this to your advantage to 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 help others. Uh, instead of because most people would just burrow and be like, you know, why me? Why did I make this decision? Like, it's not my it's not my job to go out and help other people or point other people in, in the direction that they sh- someone someone of, uh, that, that that loves them should be doing. Um, you know, we shouldn't get be at this point where you have to actually speak about this stuff. You sh- you sh- we shouldn't be here. Like, it, it's so sad that this is the position that that we're in right now where people like yourself have to step up and speak out against this evil that's going on uh, instead of enjoying your life together as a beautiful married couple. What I like to see is the people who get really callous about these adults. They're like, oh, well, you know, they made their bed, whatever. It's like, look, people get influenced in so many ways. They go through so much inner turmoil. They try something. It doesn't work out. It happens all the time. But to just completely dismiss them and say, oh, well, it's all your fault. You brought it on yourselves it's just kind of messed up, you know, and it's, it's not very compassionate. It's not, I don't understand that this, this whole, like, is really cold hearted attitude that people have about some of these issues, especially regarding adults. And then just being like, Oh, the gay community brought it on yourselves. You brought it on yourselves. Deal with it. It's just like, can you help us please? Like, (laughs) well, I, I I don't even think that I think a lot of people aren't, aren't compassionate. I agree. Um, But I think more people need to realize that um, these people, a lot of people were brainwashed. A lot of people were um, hoodwinked uh, and and told that, oh, life will get better if you transition. You'll feel better about yourself. Uh, The people that your your loved ones were gaslit and and told lies by people that you spoke that you thought you could trust. And, you know, I I equated to people that are blackpilled that are out here like, one of my favorite things is, oh, nothing's going to happen. Like, no, no one's going to hold justice. And, and I say to myself, I'm like, you know what? I used to get mad at these people, but I'm, I'm thankful that they actually see the corruption. They see it. It's, it's there. But because years ago, so many people were brainwashed and didn't see it. They did not see it. And it was because of brain. The people that still don't see it, it's because of brainwashing. It's because of trillions of dollars spent from the time that we, we come out of our mother's vaginas to the time that we are right now, we've been brainwashed 24 seven with what's put in front of us on TV. What's taught us, taught to us in school, like whether we like it or not, the agenda was different when we were kids, but there was an agenda to brainwash us as children. A lot of our friends fell for it. 
a lot of our friends are still like, hey, govern me harder because they were brainwashed in school. Did you know? Did you know that Ghislaine Maxwell's father has a huge hand in a lot of the textbooks that are in schools right now? I believe it. He was heavily involved in the Mossad and, and the CIA. Yeah. And he died very mysteriously out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Um, he's uh, very, very connected to Hollywood and the elite. And uh, it does not surprise me at all that he's involved in the textbooks that we read. Because I, I saw a video earlier. Uh, it was a young 11-year-old co- kid. He's like, yeah, I walked into my library and this was the book right in the front. And yeah, was, I, yeah. I saw this. He did an amazing job speaking up about yeah. that. Unbelievable. I give that kid so much credit and we need more kids to do that because, you know, again, it's the cool thing to do. Like he's probably getting that kid is probably getting made fun of at school for doing what he did. I, I, I'd i be willing to bet that the kids are bullying him. Yeah. Because like, why'd you ruin it? yeah. It's disgusting that he tried to report the book to the librarian and their response was to offer him more pornographic yeah. books. Yeah. They said, do you want more? Like what, what is wrong with people? Like what is like, like it's like handing a kid a playboy and be like, Hey, uh, you want some more? Like here, here's a penthouse. Yeah. Like, what what is what is wrong with people? I don't know. I, other than when you think about how these adults were raised that are influencing these kids, they were also like, like our generation. I think was first of all really heavily vaccinated as children, more so than any other generation. Yep. And then you have the internet and how easily things suddenly exploded and were were accessed and the things that we were exposed to, I mean, as kids, as 30-year-olds now, we were, like, casually watching, you know, snuff films and stuff that we just happened to find. Like, oh, E-Bombs World and, and, no, no, and City and, you know, those old websites. We had no business looking at no, this stuff. No. So we got so desensitized as young kids ourselves that we're now just passing it on to the younger generation. I, uh, yes and no, I think, for a lot for a lot of people, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I think for, for, yeah, for sane people, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I think for sane people, we realize like, Hey, I probably shouldn't have been looking at that as a kid. Like I remember having LimeWire downloading all <laughs> the stuff on my computer. It wasn't just music. We all have at least one computer in our lives. With LimeWire. <laughs> probably, probably seven. Thank God my father worked on computers for a living and was able to take all the viruses off. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, all these things that uh, we look back on, like I, I, I look back at as, as a rational thinking adult. I'm like, man, I, I probably shouldn't have been around that stuff. But and kids are going to be kids. Like, that's that's the joy of being a kid, though. Like, my parents didn't know I was doing that stuff. Like, I was just out there exploring. And if my parents knew I was doing it, they would have stopped me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I was just being a kid. And I was, you know, a young teenager. But, um, you know, these parents now are forcing on the kids. Like, they're putting the books there. Like, hey, you need to read this. Like, hey, here's how other boys suck other boys' dicks. Like, this is how it's done. Like, I don't. I don't under, I mean, it's, it's so hard to fathom this in schools. Cause like you said, it's one thing when kids are being kids and going off and doing stuff, they know they shouldn't. And then yep. you can think about it later. Like, well, I knew I shouldn't have been doing that. So it's another thing when the school is literally handing it to them. I don't understand how we got here other than what I said, like maybe these adults are just subconsciously, they really feel like this is normal. It's what they grew up with. Like they want, they want kids to feel like being gay is okay. I don't know. Like, I don't, I, well, I keep trying to think about it, and I'm just like, I think that's a pretty important to an 11 year old. I think that's a pretty good point that you bring up because we were saying earlier how we a lot of kids in our generation were bullied 
for for being gay or, or being effeminate or being a tomboy they were bullied yeah. um, and you know our generation now is the generation that's having kids and it's like these virtue signalers are like, hey, you know, the kids my age got bullied for this. So I want to make sure you don't think that's it, it, you don't yeah. think the problem with it. Go ahead and do it rather than being a parent and saying, hey, it's it's OK. You know, not even you, you shouldn't even bring bring this up. But if other people like you have someone in your family in your family, that's gay. It, like you say, hey, that lifestyle is totally fine. You know, they're adults. They can choose to do so. And when you're older, we'll have a, 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 a further discussion about it if this is right. something that you're you're thinking about. But right now is not the time, you know. Well, there's so many age-appropriate ways to talk about kids or to talk to kids about these things yep. without literally handing them porn. Yeah, literally hand, teaching them how to give hand jobs. At 11. What? What? I was still playing. Puberty. I was like barely starting puberty at 11. I don't I was- understand stone cold stunnering everybody at recess and telling everybody mm-hmm. to suck it because i was watching wwf at 11 yeah you because know, like, you were heavily influenced by the things you were watching exactly like that that's what i was watching like i wasn't watching all the or looking at all these things that would uh what's the word i'm looking for um Influence, thank you. I'm retarded today. I would uh, if, I, if I could. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh, we already know. Was that I'll be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got tons of them over here. We we have lots of fun. Um, but it's it's something that is influencing these children because again it doesn't go from being made fun of and bullied to being the cool thing without some sort of uh help in my opinion and i think that's where hollywood and these elite come into play and what kind of damage do you guys think that you know the celebrities like megan fox and the angelina jolie's that are transitioning the the Dwayne Wade's and Gabrielle unions they're transitioning their their young children at such a young age and Angelina Jolie's kid is not trans anymore so there is the proof that children do change their minds she is back to being a girl really since when recently Shiloh um you went from asking to be called John and wearing suits as a young kid and now suddenly she's wearing dresses so feminine so feminine I hope that, that she didn't get forced hormones or anything. And I hope that she was able to. I don't, I don't think so. She I looks, think it was a social thing. And it's like, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, look, like if you want to let your kids experiment with clothes and hairstyles, that's one thing, but to like go all the way with medicalization is a totally different story. Totally different story. No, I, I look back at when I wasn't like, my hair was down to my shoulders. Like I was like a total skate rat. And I was, I look at my old pictures. I'm like, what the hell was I, what was I doing? Like, what like these big giant clown skate shoes that I wore, my dickies. I'm like, man, what was I doing? Like, I grew up around so many kids like that out here. I, I, almost every guy I knew was a little skate rat like that. Yeah, that was me. You know, listening to my punk rock and you know running around like a maniac. And uh, you know, but I look back, and I'm like, what was I doing? And you're so I'm so different, like stylistic, like everything about me is so dumb. I'm still you know similar in my attitude and things like that. But like the way I look at life is so different, and th- your mind changes over over the course of time and these kids that's a, I, that's actually really cool to see that that shiloh is actually 
transitioning back to being a female and and that's that's what we need to see because you know these celebrities they're pushing that this is you know our kids are trans at like three years old some of them they're so young that's 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 outrageous i don't understand this like just because your child picks up like a toy or or wants to wear a tutu or whatever they're just being a child they don't know yes so what are some steps that uh parents can take because I, I our one of our sponsors she's amazing i'd actually love to get you in touch with her uh she owns kush creams um it's no 121 cannabis cups it's the number one full spectrum pain cream i've ever used I actually i'm gonna have to send you guys some that's what i'll do i'll send you guys some it's oh, I I've, I've used every single cbd or full spectrum cream there is and this stuff is amazing and it's not just for pain they have pain cream and roll-ons and but uh i'm very white as you can see and I live in sunny Las Vegas, so I get sunburnt very, very easily. We're in Arizona, and I sunburn like a lobster. I go from white to red. Yeah, and then back to white. Yeah, there's no yeah. in between. There's no, no tan. There's maybe no- like light beige. That's my tan. Yeah, maybe light beige. <laughs> if I'm like, if you have red. I'm right there with you. I'm in Arizona. We're not that far, so yeah. But you understand. So you've you, like I've blistered. Like I've I I've, I get oh, yeah. so bad with with my sunburns. And uh, I've tried everything from from aloe tree to uh, every lotion, every cream to known to man to try to make this pain and itchiness go away. And nothing, nothing has ever worked. I actually one time had an allergic reaction and ended up in the hospital from one of those creams. Um, yeah, it was it was bad. Uh, I, I, I think it was called uh, derma dermaplast. I don't know. It was a spray uh, that I tried, and it was it was. I went down prom weekend uh, down the shore. Uh, in new jersey because i uh, grew up in new jersey so we went down to the jersey shore and i got really really sunburnt and i almost couldn't walk my graduation because i put some stuff on and had an allergic reaction i had to leave graduation practice early and go to the hospital because i was in such excruciating pain Um, but i've tried literally everything and this natural sensi the uh kush cream's natural sensi I don't peel. I don't blister. Like no dry skin. I've ne- it's 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 like a miracle. I've never used anything in my life. Like no no peeling, no dry skin. I couldn't be- like you. Usually when you get sunburned, you're like a, a reptile. You're like peeling yeah. off skin for a week. Nothing. It's I've never seen anything like it. It's 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 a miracle. This stuff. Uh, so I'm 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 gonna send you guys some because that, that it, it's been a life. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you guys some. I mean, 121 cannabis cups for a reason. This stuff really does work. Okay. Uh, for anybody that's listening and wants to try it out, go to kushcreams.com, code WPRUSA. You get 15% off, but it's a full spectrum cream. Uh, and it's it, it's really, really good. But um, I forget where I was I was going with that. Oh, no, I remember. Now I remember. Now I remember. So her she lives in uh in Washington state and where she lives, it's a very, very liberal place. And the schools are very heavily indoctrinating uh, the children and all literally all of her kids, friends thinks that they're trans. Every single one of them. Statistically impossible. It's statistically impossible, but they all think that they're trans. Now she's spending a lot of time because, because, because this has happened, she's been spending a lot of time with the kids and, she, it's funny because they now sit down and listen to our show with the kids because, because they're trying to red pill these these kids. But no, she actually has full on conversations with the kids and, and, and talks with them and and tries to help them understand that 
you know, they're being indoctrinated in these, that, that these kids, these teachers should not be teaching them the things that they're teaching. And they're actually, they're becoming receptive to it because she's, she's the cool mom. You know, she's the, the cool pothead mom. Everybody smokes weed. Uh, and, you know, uh, rather you do it in the <laughs> and, uh, well, she, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's completely, in Washington state's a total shit show. You can do any drugs now legally over there. It's a, Oh, super. I mean, that's a whole nother argument because I think the war on drugs is a war on people. Um, and I, and I also think that, uh, the amount of heroin users in this, in the world, uh, pale in comparison, uh, to the amount of cannabis users. And it's really a war on cannabis, not a war on actual drugs. Uh, I'm really all for anything that like grows naturally, but I do think that in, in a lot of ways we've messed up even cannabis. You know oh, big time. Big like, time. The legalization of cannabis is, has made cannabis worse. Yeah, it's very controversial. And, and I've been talking to mm-hmm. someone, um, like I said, I'm a writer for Greenbelt Strategies. And um, this guy's been through it all. I mean, he's gotten arrested for it and then had to go through all the legal process. And now it's legal. And now he's kind of resentful about all of that. And then you have the way these corporations are now eating up these smaller businesses. It's just like any other in, in, industry, which is really unfortunate to see. It- it, it's really sad, and I still I still buy my weed off the street and refuse to go to the dispensary. Not just because the taxes are through the roof, but the weed is garbage. All they care about is yield. They don't care about the quality. Very yeah, they all they care about is how many how many pounds per light they can get. They don't care about the quality. They don't care. Yep, they don't care about the curing process. They don't care about any of it. All they care about is getting it out on the shelves for people to buy and making their money. And it's it's really sad. There still are some really good boutique growers and and some that are still surviving. But uh, you know, the big pharma, in my opinion, is really already grabbed hold of the industry. Oh, yes. And- oh, yes, I know. I worked at a dispensary for a year and a half, and I saw it. And I was so let down by it all, and like. I, I was, it just became any other job to me. I was like, it's same problems, same issues. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's just unfortunate to see. And then when we, when Arizona went recreational, I had so many mixed feelings because on one hand, when I was helping people with medical, I was able to hear real stories about how it was helping people's lives and mm-hmm. genuinely improving things and getting them off of opioids. And I had regulars and I, you know what I mean? People that I knew oh, yeah. and all the wrecks started coming through and it just, whoever whoever and they don't always it doesn't always help them in their lives you can tell some of them are really dependent on it and it's not helping them and and it's just it's kind of a crutch like you can see it but it's just it's it's unfortunate it's 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 really sad uh what what's happened in the cannabis industry and i know a lot of ogs in the cannabis industry that have gotten since gotten out of the industry because of how corrupt and, and bad it's gotten um you know just like everything else everything else that's going on in this world um but uh, back on the topic at hand, what are some steps that you know parents can take or things that they can look for in their children's lives to try to protect their children? Or what are some things that they can do to speak up if it's already happened in their community and, and they're not sure what to do? They don't want to be uh, labeled uh, as a transphobe or attacked by, by, by their um, – you know, their, their other parents and things like that. Uh, what are, what are some of the best approaches that you guys have seen so far? Would you recommend? If you were talking to parents about like trans kids, even before all this in England, you were giving advice to people. Yeah. So I would say because these schools and, uh, the government and media are trying to drive this wedge between the nuclear family, they're trying to separate kids from their parents. 
the best thing to do would, would be to remind your kids that you're their number one confidant. Like you're the one who should be speaking to them about this and explain to them that, you know, come from a place of love. Because if you turn around, if, if your kid is feeling that way, because th there's a high chance they're going to with indoctrination being pushed at them. If mm -hmm. they're feeling this way, first of all, it's address the traumas that the child may be going through first, because a lot of children are growing up with traumas now because of the society they're being raised in. So first of all, address that side of it and then just try and come from a place of love. And I would say to be like how my parents were with me, I, I didn't quite understand it at the time, but they were so good to me. They allowed me to cut my hair short. They allowed me to wear what I wanted. They let me be a tomboy. And um, that will also help with maybe the rebellion side of it where you're mean you don't let me do anything if you if you explain the the risks of this and we've actually got a a, a new segment on our website um gazeagainstgroomers.com and you'll see a tab on the side and click resources we've put together a list of organizations who are honest about this stuff we've also got awesome. a therapist that you can get in contact with yes. called Pamela Garfield she's known as the truthful therapist and she has courses on her website yes. um where she tells the real responses you should be given to parents and to allow allow parents mm -hmm. to deal with this properly. Um, we've got organizations like GenSpec we've been working with, and all of these organizations are the ones who are doing the real work. They're giving out the truth. They're not giving this narrative, um, would you rather have a trans kid or a dead kid? They're explaining where gender dysphoria can really come from, yeah. other ways to deal with it. I would, I would definitely say to add on to what Matt's saying, find a way to gently place boundaries and mm -hmm. say, I, I am all for you trying to figure this out, but it stops at medicalization. It stops at, I mean, even binding is kind of a gateway behavior. It can really damage your body. Parents need to look into that. Mm -hmm. Binding is the, is what damages your body that will lead to like basically a mandatory like hysterectomy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100 sure what binding is, but I'm guessing that's uh, strapping your your breasts down. Yes. Honestly, they destroyed my chest. Okay, so even if I hadn't have wanted a double mastectomy, by the time it came, I needed it because where I'd been on the testosterone, I was I was quite a big girl at one point. I I, I was really big, and so I I was large breasted, and because of the binders. I had open sores all over my chest and my breasts had turned into literally pretty much empty, saggy flesh pockets. So I had to have them removed whether I wanted to or not. That is what binding does to you, where you strap it down like that, they can't breathe and they just turn into- Cuts off the circulation. Like having udders on your chest, I'm being honest. That's oh. what it's So disgusting. parents need to sit their kids down. First of all, like be careful of social media. See, like, see if there's any way you can monitor their social media and what's, what's going on. Yes. Um, and and who they're talking to, you know, and even some of these like innocent chat spaces, like all this Trevor space, like uh, Q chat stuff. It's all gateways to pedophiles trying it's to hook up everything. Uh, I, I mean, Snapchat is toxic as as hell. Like, you have these temporary pictures that go away after 24 hours, and children are using it. What do you think is happening? Let's be real. Design. And it's so, it's just, I would say, try to limit your technology and put these gentle boundaries in place and tell them the real risks. Like, hey, I'm worried for your safety. There are, there's another side to this argument. I need you to consider this. I just want what's best for you. Like, try to reassure them that you're really thinking of their future.
and that's what you're really doing. I, it's tough. Like, like, like Matt said, he didn't understand it at the time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of kids probably don't. You know, it, it is what it is. And just, I would say, be gentle, but firm. Yeah. Now, as far as the teachers go, like what have, what would you do for the parents? Like say, um, you know, uh, there's a family that is not very well off and they're in the public school system and they can only afford to send their kid. Like they can't afford to take their kids out and homeschool them, um, which is in many cases, it's many, many cases. Uh, and they have to work their job. They can't hire babysitters because they, they, they can't afford it. Um, but they're stuck in a school that's shoving this woke ideology down their children's throat. And because they're, they're, they're in the school, the children think that this is what they're supposed to do. And they're coming home and they're revolting against the parents. What advice do you have for the parents that are trying to fight back in the schools? And that's really their only recourse. Use your first amendment rights and get down to those school boards and you tell yeah. them exactly what you think. Tell them how You're you a feel taxpayer. About it. Yeah, and they're and they're using that money to indoctrinate your children. You get down there. The, all those people who are saying you can't talk about this if you're not gay or trans—that is rubbish. If you've got a child who is having this garbage shoved down their throat, you have every right to be there. Anyone does. This isn't even that. This is about protecting children. We all should be it's battling this. It's not political at all. It, it's this not. Is, this is about their future. So if you see some things that you don't like, call it out. Call it out and and try to understand like what is happening and how your child is being influenced because some of these kids are coming home going i'm trans and the parents are like well, what does that mean and they're like i don't know you know what i mean like they have really, no really figure out what they're learning from who and and why take a look at the materials figure out what you want to say about it how it's wrong people like us can help you articulate it as well i mean you know if you if we can get in touch but like tell them Tell them that it's bothering you because it can inspire other parents to speak up. And some people don't even know this is going on. No, they have no clue. And and the thing I was actually going to ask next, like there's there there's schools now, like uh, Megan who owns Kush Creams. These kids they're they are identifying as the other gender in school, and the parent the school teachers are directed not 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 by not by the kids, but by the school themselves, not to tell the parents. And the parents have no clue. Yeah what's going on uh have you guys looked into any legal re recourse for some of these parents is that is that something that could be on the table for teachers that are actually deceiving the parents well we're hoping that we can get some legislation in in place and, and make this like punishable you know because what's, what's heartbreaking is that there are parents that are getting their children taken away from them for not going along with this in california when we think it should be the exact opposite, there should be a punishment for these people that are trying to force a parent to do, mm -hmm. do a certain thing or mm -hmm. to go along with this agenda because a parent has every right to decide how their child is raised and what they want them exposed to. And, and kids will be kids. They'll figure it out. They'll see stuff you don't necessarily want them to see. So it's just a matter of like sort of mitigating that and being like, I'm, I'm here to answer questions, you know, but um, you have to put those boundaries in place and say this and, and explain why, you know, yeah, like, don't yeah. be that parent that's like, because I said so, like, really tell them why, because you have the left trying to argue that kids can understand these things. Okay, well, then they should be able to understand the complications and why you're worried about it. They are smarter than you give them credit for, but that's exactly why you need to explain to them why this is dangerous because they they really just don't know any better. They will absorb everything they can that seems cool and fun. Yeah. And it's up to you to be like, look, this is what concerns me, you know, and, and just really sit them down and talk to them like a person. 
Well, I think you're absolutely right. I think education is is probably the best way to approach it with with the children. I mean, the teachers should be fired and thrown in jail, in my opinion. Um, and, I'm sorry. They should be punished. Yeah, it should be. They should Not be. It's disgusting, and I and, and it, it would it, I would feel the same way if they were talking about straight sex or anything that had to do with 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 straight sex to these kids. Like they, they have no business. parents have to sign off on sex ed. Period. Like yeah. whether it's not even if it's just about learning about your body. I remember I recall parents having to sign a form that's like, yes, my kid can do this. I I personally think sex ed should be completely taken out of schools. I think parents need to stop being like, oh, that's a weird conversation to have with my kids, this, that, and the other. Like a lot of parents try to push it off on the school because they they don't they don't feel comfortable having that conversation. And I think that's a huge problem in, in this country. I think that pushing that those kinds of conversations onto the school and onto the state. Uh, is part of the reasons why we're where we're at right now, rather than the parents actually having the birds and the bees conversation with their kids uh, at an appropriate age. It can be unrealistic to expect parents to do it at the same time because you know they won't. Not all of them are going to. No, I, 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 I understand it's unrealistic. Kids to learn this, do you know what I mean? And that's what that's the unfortunate thing is trying to catch it before they're like trying to learn it from porn or something. You know, it's just. I just I just think that. Uh, a lot of parents have been kicking the, the can down the curb and a lot of issues, not just the sex issue oh, yeah. uh, uh, for way too long. And I think that um, parents need to step up and be parents to these kids. Cause you know, a lot of people think that, Oh, I'm your, I'm their parent. I'm going to be their friend. Like that's my friend. You know what I'm saying? That like a lot, especially our generation they have, they have that um, they feel that way about their kids rather than being their guide, like their light, like their influence, and uh instead of being their friend um you know a lot of the times you may not agree with your parents decisions i know for sure i didn't i didn't agree with everything that my parents said and i i rebelled against it you know we we probably all did um but a lot of the times like you both like you both said your parents have your best interest in at heart they're trying to do what's best for you and they know they, they may not know everything but they they know a little bit more about life than you do at that time and uh i think that uh, parents needed to take a bigger, stronger role in their child's life it's in all that. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that, you know, allowing the teeth, like that's their whole goal is allowing the schools to raise your kids, to take the parents out of the, the kid's life. This is old uh, red army Mao China yeah. tactics. They, you know, had the kids taught by the States and they turned their parents in because they didn't believe. And that's exactly what's going on. These kids are revolting against their parents and their parents in some cases are trying to help. And, you know, they're, you know, paddling up a roof out of paddle. Yeah. They just need to try to do their best to get ahead of the game. And again, we have some resources on our website and we know um, that the truthful therapist, I think her website's just the truthful therapist.org. She has consultations. She's amazing. There's just be wary of who you, who you talk to in this because the therapists are part of the problem, but, there are ways and there are, you know, there are still good therapists out there. Are there incentives for therapists like there is with the, the China virus jab? Um, China. To, China. to prescribe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I got, I got pads for days. Oh, uh, but is there like incentives like do do psychologists uh, who are able? There's I always forget is it psychologists or psychiatrists that are allowed to. Psychiatrists to... can um, prescribe medication. Okay, psychologists so. cannot. So, so I'm not fully aware of any psychologists or psychiatrist incentives, but I do know that it's the procedures that are making a lot of money. 
Yeah, um, so there was a video know. leaked actually from within a hospital of a staff meeting, and the higher up was explaining that the superiors were willing to be paid a million for doing these surgeries. Really? A million dollars? A million dollars. The video blew up like crazy and got pulled down really fast. Of course it did. Of course it did. And you got yeah, hit. In there having this discussion, and you can imagine how much their eyes were lighting up hearing about that. Oh, I bet they a million dollars. Like that's a, it's a lot of money. And you're going to care about someone at that point. That are they? They're going to be like ka-ching. No, they don't care. They yes, they see dollars. It's just a t- statistic and numbers for them at that point. Just like the China virus. Like these doctors are like, oh, I'll get paid and send on vacations to get everybody vaccinated. And you know, I don't care that everybody's dying. I already got my pay and I'm out of here. And I didn't get vaccinated, so I'm good. Right. Um, it's it's the same thing, and that's why I, I'm curious because. Um, you know, it, it has gotten to the point where I have a hard time believing that all of these psycho- these psychiatrists that are prescribing hormone treatment to these young kids uh, thought this way five, 10 years ago um, and would have been prescribing hormone treatment at the level that they're prescribing it right now. It's like the opioid crisis, the same thing. You know, like we all saw the the, the effects of uh oxycontin and i don't know if you guys saw the movie the, the show dope sick with michael keaton if you haven't i highly highly recommend it it's on hulu michael keaton and rosario dawson are in it and it's all about the purdue the purdue family and and the oxycontin thing and i, I it blew so many whistles on the fda and uh, and how big pharma works it was such an awesome show and i was literally watching it with my guys like i can't believe this is this is on TV. Like, I can't believe they allowed this. There was so many red pills in this show. It was unbelievable. Um, but it was exactly that. Like the doctors knew uh, how bad they were and, and how addictive they were, yet they were getting incentivized and sent on trips. And they detail this in the show. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to send you to the Bahamas to learn all about our drug and why you should prescribe it. Um, and and I feel like something similar might be happening in this realm with psychiatrists who are prescribing hormone treatment to, to young children. Like, I feel like they're ha- like, it, it's gotten so much like, you know, if there was, you know, every once in a while we'd see it pop up. All right. Maybe it's more organic. And, you know, the kid actually is, uh, you know, I still don't agree with it, but the, the doctor might actually have some valid reasons to prescribe the hormone treatment because it happened every once in a while, but it, it, it's literally everywhere you go now. There's kids that are transitioning. Every school has a transgender kid, every yep. uh, multiple transgender kids that are on hormones. And like, it, it, it's too much. Like, I feel like there's got to be an incentive. There's no way a, a doctor can, can do this and think that this is okay without being incentivized to do so. I know. There's, I, I completely yeah. agree. There's no way that there's not something going on, a similar agenda to encourage this. Like, it's just... It's just sick. And and one thing that I don't understand, as, especially as someone who like came from the left and the brainwashing and the, you know, being fully blue pilled and asleep. Once you understand that like every aspect of our lives, we're being bombarded with like ads from corrupt people who want our money. How does that not click in your head? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's exactly what it is. They're, they're, they're after our dollar. They're after our lifestyle. They're after everything that we believe in. Um, they're they're pure evil people, and uh, you know you can see it with everything. It's not just the trans you know transgender movement. It's you know 
the body positivity movement. That's a, I think they go kind of hand in hand. They uh, don't want us healthy at all. So they just want to encourage people to just be happy, healthy. like, you know, go really unhealthy. So, and, and then there was this whole, at the beginning of COVID, them trying to convince people that eating healthy and going, getting sunlight and exercise somehow isn't going to help you. And it's like, when did that change? That is just oh, yeah. now, now, a universal fact. Time magazine is writing that, you know, working out is rooted in white supremacy and uh, you're seven times more likely to die if you work out more than four times a week, according to the Daily wow. Mail. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it, and Lizzo is the most popular person in the world. And I, and I think, uh, Jude, you said it right. They want us to die. They want us to live off of big pharma. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the transgender movement, like I said earlier, once you start your hormone treatment, you're basically on it for the rest of your life. You know, you're having serious issues by coming off of, of testosterone after being on for so long. It's like steroids. Like if, you, if I were to take steroids for such a long time, I'm going to have adverse effects if I come off and, and, and just stop after years and years and years of use. Um, and then we're reliant on big pharma. We're constantly paying them money. Uh, and same thing with the body positivity movement. If you're fat, you're, you're, they're putting you on a cholesterol medication. They're putting you on blood pressure medication. Rather than tell you to eat healthy or work out, they're putting you on medication that you're now on for the rest of your life. And you're a customer forever. And they're making money hand over fist. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing that we're seeing. It's, it, it's so wild how all of this is connected. And it all goes back to one industry. <laughs> it always goes back to big pharma. Uh, it's very weird how that works. Yeah, and so that's that's why I mentioned the Pritzker family. Like, dig into who is funding this. Dig into the big names. You know, like I have to look into that more than just like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. There's a couple oh, of them. The Dupont's the big one as well, mm-hmm. and uh, even the Disney's part of this mafia. Like. Oh, yeah. Well, and the Disney's come from the bloodline as well. That's why they fully admitted that they're ramping up this representation to a completely unrealistic number because they're part of it. Well, and Disney's always been uh, walking the line of evil for a very, very long time, going back to the original Mickey Mouse cartoons. Um, If you go back and watch it, you can see it with your own eyes uh and their symbolism has been everywhere going back to the dawn it's of time weird how it was it's just right there in your face and you don't comprehend it until you understand how they communicate and what things mean and you know how the cia has been involved with all of this and uh you know there's there's this is this is not done just like or this doesn't have this kind of things that we're seeing in society are not happening organically no. these are all things where like people just wake up and all of a sudden the culture shifts 180 uh over literally like you were saying what 2007 when they legalized gay marriage i believe it was or was it 2006? Like 2015 that was just 2007 when that left school but I no, I but it was during the uh no no so it was it was it was 2010 I believe. That's that was his second. Oh, second. Yeah, it was Obama's second term. And it wasn't. It really wasn't that long ago. No, it really wasn't. That's what I'm saying. That that's my point. It wasn't that long ago where you know that's where they legalized it, and now we're at where we're at right now. Like things like that, that drastically, that much of a shift don't happen organically like that doesn't happen by accident this is very thought out this is planned this has been done over years and years and years of 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 thinking and planning to get us to where we're at right now with social engineering programs uh the indoctrination in in schools like 
I say all the time, our parents' generation was the generation where they, uh, they, they changed our diets. They fast food became a thing during our parents' generation. Like Mickey D's was a big thing. And it started in the forties and then the fifties, sixties and seventies. Like my mother was born in 58. So she grew up with TV dinners and fast food and all this processed food. That was our our parents' generation. Before that, everything was made fresh. Everything was bought from the farmer's market. There was no fast food. Like you couldn't go and just get a quick uh, burger at the, at the store. Uh, you had to make it yourself. Then our generation was schools. They indoctrinated us in the schools. The, the standardized testing and and the uh, the curriculum was all made the same. Where our parents' generation, every school district had their own curriculum. It, the government wasn't involved, and they indoctrinated us that way. Now the the children now it's the I think they're attacking our identities rather not just not just. Uh, our school and our food because that's already been accomplished kids you know look look what china virus did everybody eats fast food 24 7 that's all they care about convenience and now it's definitely war on our minds and our souls because that's all that's left Mm -hmm. and and i have i have a book recommendation for anybody who's really into like spy espionage and learning your history called the devil's chessboard by david talbot and it documents the formation of the cia by alan duels Alan Dulles? Yeah. Yeah. I, I say dual. I'm pronouncing yeah. it wrong. You know how you read a word and you don't say it out loud? I do it all, I do it all the time. <laughs> I, I do it all the time. You're, ta- you're, you're so, talking. I have. So this is about this one man who pulled puppet strings on, on both sides. In fact, he worked for a multiple, he played multiple people. He, he was mm. the, the evil face behind this shadow government and how it all began. And oh, it yeah. explains things in details and how like, how he infiltrated our government, whispered in people's ears, and like this is how the deep state mm-hmm. started. It this tells is why JFK fired him. Yes, this is. It tells you everything. Mm-hmm. No, I and have to actually read that book. I've heard that book before, it's and so uh, good. It's a lot to process. Every single chapter, I'm just like. But, does it go? Does it go into Operation Northwoods at all? Uh, I, I haven't gotten to that point, but I have gotten through the uh, the World War II and the way that Nazis were brought in after the war into the U.S. into positions. Not even Operation Paperclip. There was another one. It was like, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember. Uh, but it's 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 a different operation than Paperclip, even even so. And they were put into jobs in the U.S. They were pardoned. They were like completely just let go, let live. Like it's it's appalling. And then you see, like, you can see how we've been internally fighting this attack, this communist agenda, this like far left progressive agenda for a very long time. Well, a lot of people don't realize uh, that during uh, the 1930s and Hitler's rise to power, that in Germany, what was going on in Germany is very similar to what's going on here in the United States. There was tons of debauchery. There was trans, trans transgenderism was running rampant. They had their first ever transgender club was in in Berlin, Germany during that time. Um, it was very very similar to what we're seeing right now as far as the culture goes, um, which is very very odd to me. Um, it is. Uh, it we is very. We get gaslit for pointing that out, and we get called mm-hmm. the Nazis for trying to like point out that these people are acting like fascists. Yep. Uh, we get called anti-Semitic. We get called uh, Nazis. You know, th- and th- this goes back to what we were saying before. They're very good at using these victimhood status situations to hide behind. Um, yeah. And 
so you can't speak on it. This is why BLM was such a big thing because you can't speak on it because you're not black. This is the transgender movie. You can't speak on it because you're not trans. You're a homophobe. You're a transphobe. They have all these key words that they can use to try to dismiss anything that we're saying because of the one thing that they want to call us. Oh, you're a Nazi. So it doesn't matter what we're saying. It doesn't matter if there's any fa- bi- facts behind it. doesn't matter. We're a Nazi just because we said it. Um, and it, it's gotten too far. And I think we're at a point where I don't think anybody should care what, what anybody's saying about them. If there's facts behind what you're saying and there's truth behind what you're saying, you need to stand up and say it as loudly as you possibly can. And I used to uh, be okay and fine with people that are anonymous and want to hide behind a, a face and still speak. I used to be okay with that. I've gotten to the point where um, I'm not a big fan of hiding behind uh, a profile picture and saying what you want to say now, because we're at a point in this war where if we don't say, Hey, I'm James Curry. This is what I believe in. This is what I'm willing to die for. We're going to lose our country. We're going to lose our way of life. We're going to lose everything that we stand for and believe in because we are too much of a coward to speak up. Well, I might lose my job. Well, you're going to lose your job either way if they win this war. Yeah. Um, you know, and and now is the time to speak out. And this is why I, I, I say to you, said to you multiple times already, and I'm going to say it again, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so thankful to call you friends. Uh, and, and I can't believe uh, the where you guys have gone from when I first met you, it's, it's been quite a journey to watch you guys uh, go through and you're doing amazing work. You're truly doing God's work. And, and I hope you guys continue up this fight because uh, it's truly amazing. And, and anything that we can do over here to help you guys out, we'll gladly help out any way we can. Please let us know uh, anything that you guys are doing as far as events or things like that, that we can promote for you guys or even attend. If it's in the Arizona area, maybe we can come down. I uh, would love to hang out with you guys and help put it together. Anything that we can do. Cause we need more people like you guys that are not scared to speak out, that are willing to stand behind what they believe in and, and stand up for, for truth and the children, which is most important, our future generations. Um, but I could keep you guys here all fucking night. <laughs> we definitely can't let a year and a half go by before we have you back on. Uh, we'll definitely Huh? have us on whenever we'll be happy to oh, come yeah. on it's great absolutely yeah absolutely you guys are the best uh it, it, it's been a blast hanging out with you guys again and i'm again so thankful to have you guys back on the show we'll have to have you guys back when alan has actual uh internet and didn't lose, lose his power because he would have really enjoyed this conversation um but tell everybody where they could find you uh obviously go to gazeagainstgroomers.com uh, but y- your socials and any other things that you guys are working on right now that you want the audience to know about. Uh, so I, on Twitter, you, I'm at Judith Rose 91. Still, okay. I've managed to hold down the this account <laughs> for so long now, even though it's been shadow banned. It was the first account I lost when I went viral, like pretty quickly, but I've had this one for a while now. So there's a link in my bio. I have a link tree. I've got my writing portfolio. I've got examples of my work. I've got you know, ways you can find my other socials. I'm still on Instagram. I update my Instagram story. You cannot find me on Instagram. No, you impossible to find really, You have to really look. I was <laughs> trying to tag you this afternoon. It took me like 45 minutes to find yeah, you. I understand. And then uh, on TikTok, I'm on my third account and I'm just starting to feel like I want to give up on the app. But I feel like my voice yes. still belongs there. But it's just, I'm I'm fighting appeals all the time and it's such, it's chaos lately. It's worse than it's ever been. China. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm still there just, you know, 
and I know what people say about that whole China's watching us app, but like, so is our government and we shouldn't trust them either. You know what I mean? You're walking around complaining about China spying on you from your phone. Who do you think made that? You know, I don't know. It's just, I have, I have my, my bugaboos about it, but anyway, um, I've had a podcast kind of on pause for a while while I rethink things. I've been really, really burnt out. I don't even know how to explain it because all this stuff takes so much out of both of us. No kidding. Every time we do something, like for one thing, traveling is hard on Matt and he usually it has to recover. My health yeah. Every time I end up really sick every time I travel, even yeah. if it's just two hours up the road, Honestly. I end up ill every time. I'm even driving, like not, not just flying? Yeah. Really? Even just going it's somewhere for a weekend, he just usually gets ill. Has I gotta ask, is there any doctors that you've been able to find that uh can help with any of the conditions that you might be going through? Like is, has anybody in the movement or community uh pointed you in the in the right direction? We're kind our, of working on it. Our Long yeah. Beach chapter leaders, um Jen and Meg and Buck Angel are working really hard on I know it's the worst place ever, but unfortunately where all the crazy people are in California, that's where the specialists are who can actually help me as well. So it's so a we double-edged sword, but they're trying to help me get seen yeah. in California. So we might have to go. So like, I've been just prioritizing, like making sure Matt's okay. And I haven't had my head in the podcast game for like a couple of months now. Totally understandable. Um, so my apologies to anybody who's really into that, but I'm. it's just, it's just been hard. Like I've reached this point where I'm like, I don't know if I can even... I can't even talk to these people anymore necessarily. I have been called all the names in the book. I've, I've reached my, my point where I'm just like, no, we're done. I'm blocking everyone. Uh, it's, uh, it's block season. <laughs> yeah, it's just tiresome. It's, it, it really is, you know, on, on top of everything that this country is going through with our current administration, Joey Bagadonis, the cost of living, everything is through the roof. Uh, you're getting bombarded with attacks just for, speaking on the truth speaking on your life like you guys yeah i i truly truly think you guys are amazing amazing human beings the both of you uh and and that's what sh shines through to me forget about any of the other no noise what shines through to me is that you guys are amazing human beings and uh that's all that matters and that's all that should matter to anybody uh that you're good people like if you were pieces of shit then you <laughs> You deserve people to come after you because you're a piece of shit. But you guys are two of the nicest, most caring, compassionate people that I've ever had the opportunity to meet in this movement. And and I'm very thankful that I was introduced to you guys and, and been able to watch your journey because uh, we need more people like you in this world, especially now. Uh, you know, my co-host, Alan, I make fun of him because he's got a, a heart of ice. He's he's cold hearted. This guy, he he hates everybody. Uh, no, he's he, he does. I just bust his balls. He just hates everybody because he's mean. Um, uh, you know, he's he's like you or he's just so sick and tired of everybody. He's just done with all the nonsense. And he's the compassion has gone out the window. He's just like, idiots. it's very difficult. Socials, Matt. Oh, yeah. So I'm on Instagram as it's Matt Ray and the same on Twitter. Um, my last name is R-E-Y. Some people think it's R-A-Y, so just clarifying that. And then yeah, also, yeah. they deleted my other account. So on there, I thought I'd mock them a bit and I'm called still Matt Ray. So that's, <laughs> that's where you can find me. That's a, so who there's someone who has the UK Patriot with your face. Is that a fake account? Should I report oh, that? Again? I actually had an issue a couple of months ago where this is crazy, right? Someone made a fake account of me, was DMing people oh, full on yeah. conversations. And in one day, they had the account open for a day. They gained over 6,000 followers. 
What? <laughs> they were. So, so I only found out because a follower DM'd me and went, "Are we talking right now?" And I was like, <laughs> "No." She no, was like, "I thought so." And they were like asking him weird questions, like, "Where are you from?" and things like that. No way. I literally saw it because I was tagging you, and the UK <laughs> Patriots show up. I was like, I thought that account got banned. Yeah. Someone may have snagged it. No, but it had Matt's face on it. That was the thing. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. I've seen a few accounts that are faking me, and I'm just like, there are much more interesting people you could fake. Why are you, <laughs> Why are you doing I don't know. I, I haven't had anyone try to fake my account in, since the beginning, but it did happen. Yeah, here it is. I'm oh. actually I'm actually following the account. Oh, unfollow, no, report it. Unfollow. And... <laughs> report, report. Yeah, I'm reporting right now. It's the UK Patriot with uh, P-A-T-R-10-T. Uh, yeah, had, that was maybe an old account. That I had an old account, anymore. but it wasn't 10. It was still an O and just one one. Okay. So someone's made a, a fake it, of my backup account. That it, I had says, it says Matt Ray, British free thinker and Patriot AZ. Judith Rose, a little ring. New account. New tax old new old ages ago. Maybe that could be my really just, old account. It just could, yeah, it could be old unless you've seen it post recently. Because yeah, that's... there was one recently we had to get shut down because it gained so many followers in such a short time. Yeah, because a lot of people follow you. Uh, I just yeah, unfollowed I it. Old one, but unfollow it anyway. I haven't got access yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that is the one. It's dead. Okay, anyway. Everywhere you're safe knowing it ain't me. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just want to make sure there's nobody out here copying your swag out here trying to trying to rip you off for all the hard work that you guys are doing. Because uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's awesome. I love seeing you guys. Every time you t- show up my feed, I try to share it. Um, because yeah. your voice needs to be amplified, both of yours uh you've been doing amazing work go give these guys a follow let us know when you have any events or anything that you got's going on we'll gladly blast it out to our 100 people that see our stories uh, <laughs> i know i get maybe like 200 people tops. if i'm lucky i get 200 i'm like holy crap i haven't had this many people. yeah i started a whole new instagram account to try to uh get around it because it's 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 insane i'm even shadow banned on twitter yeah i have been too i just deal with it i hate backup accounts i hate trying to keep up with it i'm just like Okay, well, people will find me if they want to find me. That's the problem is that they, they don't. <laughs> They're like, holy oh, shit, I didn't, even, I, I didn't even know you were still on the internet. I was like, I yeah, I haven't got anywhere. I don't <laughs> have the time. I don't have the energy to be like, let me try to make six accounts. But, know. You know what I mean? I'm not going to number all of you. It's just, it's exhausting. It, it, everything is going on right now is exhausting. I wish we lived in a sane world where we could just speak freely and, and, and do the things that uh, – God intended us to do uh, and live our life and enjoy our, our fellowship with our friends and family. And uh, that's, that's, that's what I think we were truly put here for is to enjoy that, uh, you know, enjoy our fellowship. So, well, I'm going to have to make a trip down to Arizona in the next event and we have to light up a fat blunt and, uh, and smoke that, 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 that's when we're really friends. We're not really officially friends. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're yeah. internet friends until we smoke weed together. Yeah. Um, but go give them a follow check out the work that they're doing follow gaze against groomers as well uh they're doing great work they're working directly with them anybody else in in gaze against groomers that you want to shout out for people to check out because uh you, you i know there's a couple other warriors fighting with you oh we're good friends with carol she's right side lesbian art she's one of the og lesbians who like fought for the rights and she went viral when, when she was like look if i'd known all this stuff was going to happen i wouldn't have even done it 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember her, that video. That was a great video, yeah. Live out here, so follow Carol. And then um, we have some other really great people. We've got um, Patrick, who's our Illinois rep. He's great. Follow up Gag Illinois, and you'll find him through there. And then there's um, Super Awesome Lesbian, Jana. She's great. Who do you want to shout out? Our founder, Jamie, who That's started cool, this whole course, thing. But she I was just trying to be thing. fair. You and know? then we've got Mario. Mario is incredible. He actually managed to get... So when the mandates were going on, he's from California. He spoke up so loud that everywhere in California mandated the vaccine apart from where he was because he spoke up that loud. Yeah. And he is now our head of chapter leaders. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So he's that's helping amazing. us figure out how to do legislation and like get things done. <clears throat> and then we have some other people who help us with that as well. But yeah, he's he's and he's always in hot water. He's one of our most controversial members, <laughs> to be honest. But he's awesome. only way to do it now. He's one of the sweetest people I've ever met. The only way to do it is to start controversy nowadays, because otherwise you're going to get nowhere. If you if you try to be the nice guy and just sneak your way in, you're not going to get anywhere 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 these days. You got to be controversial. You got to you know wear your heart on your sleeve and uh, tell it as it is. You know people may not like it, but you know what I say? Fuck them. Um, <laughs> so, Go give these guys a follow. Check out their work. And uh, Matt and Judith, I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you so much for coming on. So great to talk Thanks to you Thanks for again. having us. Yeah, we'll do this again soon. Stay on when I hit the outro. Uh, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Shout out to our sponsors, My Patriot Cigars. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com. Code WPRUSA, the number one cigars in the game. Uh, the blender of these cigars is the same blender as uh, Michael Jordan. So you know they're quality, quality cigars. Um, they're unbelievable. And, and uh, can't forget our friends at Kush Creams. Go to kushcreams.com, code WPRUSA for 15% off. And right now, it is Founders Month at our favorite CBD, Serious CBD. Go to getseriouscbd.com. Our good friend, Justin Anders, the host of Cannabis Combat. Rest in peace. Uh, his birthday is this month of March, so they are doing a big 39% off uh, I think the code is Justin Anders 39 for the 39% off uh, of the serious CBD. So go to ser get serious CBD.com and get yours today and celebrate our good friend, Justin's life. Judith, Matt, thanks again. We'll be back next time. Actually, no episode this Friday. Alan has some bagpiping to do. This fucking guy, he's bagpiping. For <laughs> That's cool. Where's the kilt with no draws? Oh my guy. Yeah. Traditional, very oh, yeah. classic. That's the only way. It's the only way to work. <laughs> Um, so we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Until next time, guys. Where we Hi, fellow Americans. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals 
massive illegal immigration and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented, and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? 
I'm doing it because this country has given me so much. And I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement. And we will take back this country for you. And we will make America great again. the truth.